This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, my friends, we are still in midst of this unbelievable war. And we've been discussing in the past the essence of Galut Yishmael, the exile of Yishmael. And what Yishmael is about, an hour lesson. And I want to tell you the following. Uh, last week I quoted, I don't know in this forum, but I quoted the Orachim Kadosh that explains the whole discussion between Sarah Imenu and Avram Avinu to banish Yishmael from the house. I'm sorry, to banish Hagar from the house. To banish Hagar from the house. Mm-hmm. What happened there was that Sarah Imenu understood that Hagar belongs to her and she's giving Avram Avinu Hagar over in order to have a child. But the child's not going to be Avram's child like, it's his, like, like, like Hagar was his wife. It's her maidservant. And according to the Gemara, in Masechet Gitin, the child of the maidservant belongs to the owner, which was, which was Sarah Imenu. She brought Hagar into the marriage. However, Avram Avinu didn't understand that way. And when she had it out with Avram Avinu, he said, he said, take your shivcha back and do whatever you feel you have to do. And Sarah uh, um, chased her out. And the Orachim HaKadosh says, based on this, Yishmael is not the, re- is not the real son of Avram. That's why it's all written, always written, Ben Ha'ama. Whereas by the children of Bilha and Zilpa of the Shvatim, they're called Ben Yaakov. That's what the Orachim HaKadosh writes. And he says it again in Parashat Vayera, that that's why that Avram Avinu agreed to Sarah at the end. Like when he took Yitzchak, when he took Yitzchak for the Akedat Yitzchak, he took, who did he take with him? Hanaar, the child. It doesn't say his child. The Naar means Yishmael. And it says he took the Naar. He didn't attribute him as his child. Right. And, but he didn't take, but uh, in other words, right. Right, exactly. And it goes together because, as he said last time, that, uh, that Yishmael is, is connected to Chamor and uh, Edom is connected to the shore. Okay, now, now let's, let's go a little bit further. There is a constant struggle between Bnei Yisrael and Yishmael that Yishmael is always sticking his head in there and saying, we are the true children of Avram Avinu. Now we understand why, because we're saying you're not our children, Bichlam. What happened on October 7th was such a disgusting act that how can you possibly say that we are related somehow to Yishmael if they're able to do such atrocious acts to somebody that in Shamayim we have some type of connection to them so it doesn't make sense how vicious they are in a way they could be more vicious than Bnei Edom. It's very hard to compare to the Nazis. Nazis has a din of Amalek, so it's not exactly Edom to the fullest. It's Amalek who also has a very strong, um, uh, cruel um, aspect to them. But Yishmael has something that Edom doesn't even have. It was, it was, it was a, total, uh, a, a total act of, of, um, of disconnect. And that's why we, 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 should, we, we should understand where does this, uh, where, where does this uh, 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 cruelty come from. And I saw in the, in the Kuntras called Dodi Dofek, Rabbi Goldberg from Cleveland, Shlita, he says, 
and he brings also from uh, Rabbi Yisrael Elia Weintraub, that said this as well, is that it comes from the root that Yishmael was always contending that Yitzchak is not the real son of Avram Avinu. Like it says in the, in the, in the parsha that, that, uh, that uh, Sarah saw that the child of Hagar Amitri was laughing. Why was he laughing? Says the Sifarno. He was laughing at this party that Avram Avinu was, was, was making for Yitzchak because he says, oh, Sarah, it wasn't, it, 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 the, uh, Sarah didn't uh, get, get um, pregnant from Avram Avinu. She got pregnant from Avimelech. It's not Avram's child, Bichlal. Wait, that's Hain Hain Advarim. Yishmael was challenging that we are not the real children. So according to Yishmael, we're not even related. If we're not even related, we're not brothers. Whereas Esav and Yaakov were called brothers. Just brothers that are in a fight. But they're brothers. But Yishmael and, and Yitzchak, according to Yishmael's version, were not even brothers. That's why they could be so cruel. How do we fight against them? How do we fight against Yishmael? So I want to tell you the following. We have our koach from Avram Avinu. What did Avram Avinu give us? Let's learn from the Akedat Yitzchak. Notice, in the whole Akedat Yitzchak, what was the emphasis put on? On Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu had a tremendous nisayon. He had a tremendous challenge of giving over his, of his, giving over his son. Why wasn't Yitzchak mentioned at all in Akedat Yitzchak? Ed bincha, Ed means Yitzchak, and it was, but he really wasn't the emphasis. Avram Avinu was the whole emphasis of the Akedat Yitzchak. Why? Why was no credit given to Yitzchak? So there's a Sefer Panim Yafot that gives the following answer. The Zohar Kadosh asks this question. It's a big question. The Zohar Kadosh explains a whole thesis according to Kabbalah that Avram Avinu's chesed had to bring gvura in it and gvura is doing the akeda. Yitzchak didn't need that portion. So it was really Avram Avinu's nisayon. It was really his challenge. But Yitzchak didn't, doesn't deserve any credit over here. The answer is like this. What is the, what is the essence of the akedat Yitzchak, what Avram Avinu was challenged with? The Midrash tells us like this, that Avram Avinu came in front of Hashem and said, Ribbono shel olam. I could have challenged you. You told me, bring your son to be a korban. I could have said, but Hashem, don't you, didn't you tell me and promise me that Yitzchak is going to be my continuation? And how could that be if I bring him as a korban? The whole secret, says the Panim Yafot, is there. Avram Avinu was a master negotiator. How do we know he was a master negotiator? By Zdom. He said, Hashem, 40, it sounds like there was a Persian market over here, right? Maybe 40, maybe 45, maybe 35, maybe 30. And Avram Avinu tried to negotiate Hashem down to the maximum. He had such a good argument. He could have said right away, Hashem, So the Midrash says that despite the fact that Avram Avinu knew he could have said that, he says, I went a bit mimut. I went with innocence. I didn't question your commandment, Hashem. That was the whole test and great level that Avram Avinu reached by Akedat Yitzchak. Approaching the service of Hashem with tmimut, with innocence, with trusting Hashem. Trusting Hashem. 
He could have argued, and he didn't. With that koach, Bnei Yisrael are who we are because of that Kedat Yitzchak. It says in the Midrash that when Bnei Yisrael came to, uh, to, to Har Sinai, Vayichan sham neged ahar. They camped in front of the mountain. Hahar, says the Midrash. Har ha the mountain of Moria, where Akedat Yitzchak happened, detached and came to Har Sinai. What does that have to do with each other? The power that we were able to say, Na'asiv inishma, Hashem, we trust you. First we're going to do, then we'll listen. That power came from where? From Avram Avinu. Because we went with innocence and we didn't question Hashem, Hashem said, Hashem said, I'm going to give you the Torah. And we got that from Avram Avinu. We got that power of going bitmimut, going with innocence. That we, that we first gave our ear and then our mouth, that comes from Avram Avinu. That is the secret of our success. And I want to tell you the following two stories. There was one hostage out of all the hostages so far that was, um, that was rescued. The others were released. She was rescued. Her name is Ori Magidesh. She was a soldier. Where did she have the zikhut to be, to, be, to, be, uh, to, to be saved? Where did she get the zikhut? So I am telling you two things that I heard. One, I heard directly from her uncle. His name is Mr. Alul. And I heard him say this. You know, with video, you could see them say it firsthand. You don't have to rely on second, third-hand testimony, all types of things. And Mr. Alul said the following. He says, I'm not religious. So I'm, not, I'm not Shomer Shabbat. My children are. His children have a, have a connection, but he's not Shomer Shabbat. He says, I uh, loved my niece so much. I said, you know, Hashem, I'm going to keep this Shabbat. Lamalo for the schut of Ori and all the other captives. And in keeping Shabbat at the Shabbat table, he went to Beth Knesset, he got an aliyah, and then he was with his children at the Shabbat table. He said, you know what? I want to test Hashem. I'm going to give a challenge to Hashem. If my niece is freed, I visit Hashem all the hostages, and if my, not, if, my, if my niece is freed, I'm going to keep Shabbat the rest of my life. It's a big commitment. Next day, he's with his friends. He says, hey, come on the news. Your niece was released. What? How could it be? Couldn't believe it. And he, looked, he says, Ribbono Shalom. Why my prayers over any other prayer? I don't know what happened. They said, well, you're, are you, so they asked him, so you're going to keep Shabbat? His children asked him, you're going to keep Shabbat? He says these words, I'm going to start arguing with Hashem. Ah, you know, I said it because of this and because of that. What happens is when we start arguing, so really, we don't want to keep what Hashem says. We want to keep what we think is, is we want to keep and not feel guilty. So we negotiate with Hashem. I have people who ask me, I have two types of people who ask me questions in halacha. One who want to know what the real answer is. No, Rabbi, tell me what the halacha says. And others, what they want me to answer them. And when I don't, they say, do you mind sending me to another rabbi that, that could give me a different answer? There's no problem. There's a lot of conservative rabbis around. I'll give you their phone number. But if you want to know what Ratzon Hashem is, then you look in the Shulchan Aruch. What the Shulchan Aruch says, you do. That's going bitmimut. 
Not, not trying all types of calculations, what you want, and, and negotiating it out of Hashem. And that was Avram Avinu's ma'ala. He could, he could have. He had the little bit in him that, that could have said, you know what? He didn't let that get to him. He purely nullified himself for Hashem. And this Mr. Alul, what he did was that he nullified himself. He says, Hashem, I'm making a deal with you. He went bitmimut, a simple Jew. Not even Shomer Shabbat. And somehow, this deal, it seems to be something worked over there. Second story, one of the Chavri Knesset of the Likud got up in the Knesset, a lady, and said that she is jealous of Ori's mother. Because by Hafrashat Chala, in the middle of doing this Hafrashat Chala, Ori's mother said, Hashem, I love you. She said, how could you say you love Hashem? Your daughter is being tortured by Hamas as we speak. You love Hashem? It looked like to be, she said originally, something primitive, something without thought. She said, but then, I was jealous of her. Her imunat her belief in Hashem, pure belief in Hashem, cried out during the Sefer Hashem, I love you. And who knows, if it wasn't that filah that helped pierce Shamayim and Hashem could do anything, that this, that this, that this soldier, she was released. It's another story about a lady in the kibbutz, also heard this firsthand from the lady, the video, that she looked outside her window in that kibbutz on that fateful day of October 7th. And she saw the terrorists right outside, right outside her window and they, were all, and, and, and they were all there and she said something that we should never, ever, ever think about hearing from a Jewish mother. And she told her children, here's a bunch of knives, here's a knife for you, a knife for you, defend yourself. I don't know what's going to happen. Can you imagine? Can you imagine we got to this level? And the mother looks up and she says to Hashem, I'm not Shomer Shabbat, but it's, my, it's, it's not my time to go. If I stay here, and if you take us out of this, we'll keep Shabbat the rest of my life. She says she saw the, soul, the, the, the terrorists just skip the house. She, she skipped the house. Once again, prayer bitmimut. That is our strength. If we go with emuna pshuta, with belief in Hashem, that Hashem, you're in charge of everything. You don't get so complicated, Rabbi. Let me tell you something. Sometimes we get rebuke. When we, when I, when we grew up, if we did something wrong, we could receive a potch, we could receive a slap, a smack from our parents. There was one parent that got upset at his child. And he smacked him, you did something wrong. That child got very... Very taken aback by that. He goes up in his room, takes out his notebook, and he starts writing and philosophizing. What's a smack? A smack is when you get something on the face. It's white. Your face is, your cheek is white. Then it turns red, and then white again, and then red, and it hurts. And then it turns regular again. The father goes up in the room. He says, what's my, what's my child writing now? How much he, he learned from the lesson? How much he, he's upset at his parents? So he opened up the book. He sees a whole philosophy, a whole, a whole uh, uh, analysis on what's a smack. Father tells his son, I gave you the smack so that you should understand what you did wrong. And instead, you're analyzing the smack. Hashem gave us a smack on October 7th. Rabbi Biederman says, and instead, what are we doing? We're analyzing why the smack 
what the smack does. And Iran is involved and Hezbollah is involved and because Saudi Arabia and because of the oil and because of, uh, of, of this dynamic and oh, these accords and that. You have all types of, 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 of analysis why it happened and now there was no tzahal during that time which nobody still understands. Hashem gave us a smack. That's what it is. Think about why he gave us the smack. Not analyzing the smack. And that's our mistake. And that's what we have to go back to be moved in front of Hashem gave us a smack. We are Makabal the Chuva and we came together and we are strengthening ourselves and that's what's gonna help us. So to get out of Galut Yishmael about the viciousness that Yishmael was able to do and 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 disconnect whatever type of connection. Now we understand why, because he doesn't consider us family at all, and neither do we. He was able capable for such things. There's always gonna be a fight. Who's the real child? What's our connection with Hashem? Like a real child. Bitmimut. We pray to Hashem bitmimut. Hashem, answer it for Nothing complicated. Nothing nothing major. Bitmimut, we're going to Hashem. That's what's going to bring us the Mashiach. Amen. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.